Hi, this is Mike from Two Buds Talk Stocks. I use Crypto.com to buy and sell 200 plus crypto tokens with 20 plus fiat currencies using bank transfers on your card. You can buy Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin, and so much more for as little as $1. If you sign up, use the referral code 6XHVS5GNE4. I get 25 bucks and you get 25 bucks. Again, that referral code for crypto.com is 6XHVS5GNE4. Hello, thank you for listening to Two Buds Talk Stocks. This week's episode is a continuation of episode 27. This is part two to episode 27. We left off talking about some of Mike's duds or studs. Let the pod continue. Welcome to the podcast. Join Nate and Mike, lifelong friends, as they discuss stocks and investing. The name says it all. This, this is, is Two Buds, Buds Talk, Talk Stocks. Stocks. All opinions expressed by Nate and Mike are their own. Please do not buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. Or excuse me, only had five million new subscribers, and uh, the street was looking for ten. Yeah, well, and so we can do a quick one because we do talk about these stocks a lot. Buy, sell, and hold. Cisco, Disney, Comcast. This is only for my personal benefit because I really want to know which one I should buy, sell, and hold here. Well, I um, I'm selling Disney for 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 sure. Even though I, I own it, I'm not really selling it in my portfolio. I'm not going to add. And then what was the other one? Comcast. And what was the third one? Cisco. Ooh, never mind. I'm still selling. <laughs> I'm still selling Cisco. Um, holding uh, Disney. And I would actually be buying Comcast. I still think they have more ways to win when you factor in the, uh, I mean, they have the same things that Disney has, but plus the internet pipe. That's still a lever that, I mean, Disney just doesn't have, right? Disney is down for me. I'll make mine real quick. I think I'm going to sell Cisco. I'm going to hold. God, this stinks. That's I'm actually a really good one, right? Between Disney I probably and Cisco, it's hard. I would sell Cisco. I would hold Disney and buy Comcast. Yeah. Um, here's so does that tough. change you? Does that put Comcast in the stud for you then? I mean, that's a good way to do it. I mean. Compared I to something guess, else. I mean, here's some, because we're already negative on the pod, mm -hmm. let's get to some more negative news. So Disney's down 13.59% year to date, 2021. They're right around Verizon at 13.76. Uh, Clorox, 16.55. I love Clorox. It just is down from its all-time high. I keep adding to Clorox. Um, I actually do have the dualities of Clorox and P&G, Procter Gamble. And then I only just have now Target, which is a little bit of a dud, but I don't feel like talking about Target. Um, what, what, you're an owner of, we're talking duds. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do with Peloton? Oh, yeah. I am definitely not adding any more to it. And I have it in in several, several What's the months. symbol for Peloton? A PTON, I found it. PTON. All yeah, right, let's so take here, a look here. here when did you buy it? So it was actually you that turned me on to it. Uh, you had done another recording and you were talking about pandemic stocks. And this was right, right at the time that the la uh, lockdown started. And I bought 
Peloton, I want to say first purchase was roughly around $40 and it's coming okay. really close back to that price is, I think it's in the fifties maybe. Yeah. I mean, it's all time high. It was at one sixty-two. Yeah. Now here's and the problem too. I was adding again, I was dollar cost averaging on the way up. So yeah, my okay. price point is not looking very good because I probably added up close to those highs. And then when it started coming back down on the other side is when I finally, it dawned on me that like, oh yeah, this is probably could be the poster child for a stay indoors, you're locked inside stock. Which it did. I mean, just people have been going back out. So now on the other hand, Planet Fitness, um, we talked about my, that I haven't added to that either, but I think that's actually, last time I looked, it was in the seventies when we talked about it. And I think, isn't that creeping up in the nineties now? So Planet Fitness. Um, Let's take Planet Fitness, PLNT. Um, $89 a share. I, yeah. I don't like Peloton anymore. Um, my one on that show, I did talk about waste management. I love mm-hmm. waste management still. And that, you know, we talk about waste management all the time. When I'm selling like a Cisco, I'm putting some in waste management. That's a stock is trading at 163. I can't wait for it to break 200. It's not a win. It's an if, mm-hmm. or it's not an if it's a win. it breaks 200. So waste management, between waste management, um, Peloton, and then- um, Plant Fitness? No. What was the other stock that you mentioned? You had a, a third stock when you did that take on uh, pandemic stocks? Um, I can't remember. Anyways, we can just go with Peloton and, and waste management. And here, I'll even throw in another one that fits the bill, Zoom. So Ooh, There you go. So-, so you can think of stocks in, in two ways, and it's very easy now in retrospect, now that we're past actual lockdowns, is that there were stocks that benefited that were pulled forward because of that. So Zoom is a good example of that, right? Disney There's is some, too. Disney is too. Waste management is the far more consistent one. People are going to have trash when they're locked indoors. People are still going to have trash when they're not. Well, really the trick now is, is to cipher because it's only in the, in the rear view mirror that it becomes more clear. So Zoom and Peloton are probably this. Is it going to be that Zoom is still going to be a technology and a service that is going to be used, but it just ran up so quickly that it's come down to more reasonable valuations? And then I would say Peloton is probably the other one where it's not that it ran up too quick. It's just that, is it really viable? Do people rather exercise indoors or do they rather get out and go to a gym to do it? Zoom, I think people are going to consistently use. It's just going to take time for it to, to the valuations to catch Well, up. with Zoom, they're just on, I can tell you, it's going to be a rocky couple months because the subscriber growth is going to decrease. Um, I would stick with Zoom ZM over a Peloton. Look to me, I owned a Peloton. I sold the Peloton for a profit. Um, to me, it's kind of a gimmick. It's a, it's a, you know, whether it's a kickboxing me, you know, class or the, the new, maybe in the metaverse, you're going to get this craze where people get to, you know, do some aerobics class with your little, uh, headset on thing. I, I think Peloton is literally just a bike with instructors on it. And it's just a little gimmicky to me. And I it's- would sell it. Here's the, here's the thing too. I don't think it's going back up to one. How about this? Sorry to interrupt you right now. It's pretty much right at its pre pandemic lows or it's pre pandemic highs. I don't see it going back up to $162 a share. No. And here's what I could see happening. So if you want to look 
at two companies, again, Zoom and Peloton, that both really benefited from people being locked inside. Zoom is different because I think you could make an argument that there's a lot of companies that learned how to do business via Zoom. And if it meant sending a sales rep on an airplane to a customer and whining and dining them and getting the sale, or as it found out, looks like we can still make the same number of sales or customer service or whatever it is. I think there's a long-term plan for Zoom to continue going up. Peloton is not the case. So it's probably going to continue to go down. But I mentioned this before on one of our podcasts. And as it goes down even more, it becomes, I don't want to say a, a, a stronger thesis, but you can make an argument that it could fit into the Apple ecosystem. That basically... This is what Apple does. They've really pushed towards health and wellness. Most people have their iPad connected to their to their um, to their Peloton. That you could just build it into their system, to their ecosystem. And for Apple, who I mean, their their cash on hand is more than I don't know how many countries in the world. It would not be a large purchase price to just hand over cash, integrate it into their ecosystem. And even especially if especially with yeah. what has been trending with the stock. And even if it didn't another work, another buyer to your point would be, you know, who owns Fitbit? Google, right? They bought a Fitbit. Google years would ago. be too. Yeah, they bought Fitbit, um, Zoom, and Peloton since January of 2020. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at a chart, it's gonna it's pretty crazy. But Zoom has been up six two hundred and seventy two percent. Yeah. So it has come. To, it just tells you how high it was. I do agree with you. Peloton's up 62%. I mean, they, they lost a lot of gains and I don't think they're getting them back. And I could see where inflation become, and that's the big thing yeah. with inflation. It's a big talk of the town that, you know, these big companies, it's going to impact them, impact them too. You well, know, that's it, I mean, again, inflation's a good one that I really wasn't thinking about, but you know, that's a really good point that as inflation goes up, those discretionary dollars are going to become more important where people put their, their discretionary dollars. So even if you could use a, a, a buy now, pay later thing, like after pay with your, with your Peloton uh, purchase or whatever, as your cost of your gas, your groceries or whatever else is going up, that may put the, uh, the Peloton on the back burner. Yeah. I can just go running in my neighborhood or do whatever it is. So here's a, uh, because, um, I want to get more users and I want to say that we talked about Rivion. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to talk about Rivion so then I can put it in our uh, podcast. Yeah. Here's my take on Rivion, not to totally switch gears. Okay. What makes Tesla Tesla is that they are one of the few auto companies that generates cash flow, but also can meet the production demand. It's that simple, right? They can meet production demand and they have the cash flow to do it. No other, no other uh, companies have been able to do that. Rivion hasn't even sold a vehicle. And here they are, speculation just crushing it. What's your take on the Rivion GM? You know where I'm going with this? Yeah, the electric uh, car makers. Um, And even, I mean, there's a lot of analysts out there that will still say that when you look at uh, Tesla for the amount of cars that they, they produce, that it is still extremely overvalued compared to, to Ford and, and General Motors. But um, I would say too that Tesla does have cars out that are there and people love their Teslas. The other electric car maker that um, is on market now is, is Lucid. They also have uh, cars that they're building up. Rivian, as far as I know, doesn't 
doesn't doesn't even have a prototype card yet. It's just, <laughs> it's just this. It's it. I can't remember where I heard this, but it's just the simplest analogy to break it down in the most simplest terms, so that you and I and, and listeners can understand this. And it's the old lemonade um, analogy, the lemonade stand. I mean, every every kid is is seen this or has this. Their the lemonade stand in their in their neighborhood. They they buy the lemons, they buy the sugar, they buy the cups or whatever. Those are your costs. You go out and you you sell your 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 lemonade and uh 10 cents a cup or whatever it is and maybe you make a profit on this and then you build it up to two lemonade stands and so on and you can see that that's the basic example of what businesses do what a company is trying to do with the product now take away the lemons take away the sugar take away everything and all you have is the sign that says lemonade stand and you say that it's worth 52 billion dollars because that is the exact same as Rivian. they say they're going to build electric cars they have no cars they don't have a prototype, <laughs> a concept, and they put a $52 billion price tag on it. And people said, yep, I'm going to buy into that. But Mike, would you ever go to the kid down the street that had a lemonade stand? And that's all he had was a sign that said lemonade and said it's worth $52 billion. Well, a uh, couple things. They, I'm even thinking that, do you know what's going to make, this is, Rivian's only helping Tesla. Let me explain. If you have never owned an RV or, or an EV, well, of course, no, I'm not going to do the lemonade unless the guy has an EV there waiting for me. <laughs> if you are going to go buy an EV and you've never bought an EV, wouldn't you think that you're going to test drive multiple EVs? Yeah. So if you Good test drive the Rivian EV, which by the way, doesn't even exist yet, aren't you going to also test drive the Tesla? Yeah, I mean, exactly. You want a more apples to apples comparison, so to speak, see one to the other. You know, to put this in, another way to look at this too, is that the EV maker Nikola got crushed, right? That was the one that they had a car, but when they did the test drive, it turns out that it was, they, they did it on a hill. So it was running, it was rolling downhill or something, or a car was pulling it. And it became very obvious that their electric car didn't even actually work, but they at least had a car. They've put a frame or something up there. <laughs> they don't even, they don't even, they're just like, you're just going to have to think really hard. Just close your eyes and imagine really hard. Well, it's like with Rivian, their market cap is 112 billion. All right. So my 52 is way off. I was thinking that's well, they did public. go up. I mean, they, when, so they, when basically, they came out, it was at, uh, they opened at 78. So, I mean, you're, you're it's, not, it's basically, so it's crazy. It's, it's basically a double. So when it went public and it didn't have a car, people thought it was worth 78. And now that it's been trading for a week and a half or whatever, and it still doesn't have a car, people think it's worth double. And I think this is, again, is a, is a good place to drop a nugget of information, whatever you want to call it, FOMO, fear of missing out, uh, bubbles. This is, this is where as investors- um, Well, and I got a good example. Yeah. I, I bought Portillo's and here's the difference. I can actually go and consume a Portillo's hot dog you imagine if I'm like Portillo's, what do they do? They they haven't yet, but they're gonna make really good hot dogs in the future. Well, have you had one? No, no, but but just imagine it. A hot dog, beef sandwich. <laughs> right. I can actually go fly to a Portillo's, wait in line, order it, see what I'm looking at, see what hot dogs they've sold in the last 55 years, go to their store. I could go to all 67 stores. I could try everything on the menu if I wanted to. I could meet the staff. I could do all that. I don't, I can't, I don't, 
you could, I mean, you're, I'm just repeating what you just said. I just, it doesn't, uh, I don't, I don't understand it. Um, it's like, um, we work just went re, uh, public recently too. And I just read what's this, this one. I don't know. What's the symbol, uh, uh work. I think W R okay. It's we work. It's the shared, it's the shared, uh, real estate space. But, um, I read this book on, uh, on WeWork and, uh, the founder, Adam Newman, but this was basically, they were going to go public around, I think October of 2019. And then a bunch of stuff came out in their S1 that, that it turns out it was really, they were valuing much more than it was because the idea was that the WeWork would buy office space. And then what they would do is sublease the office space to mm -hmm. basically startup companies, to contractors or whatever. They would decorate it. It was all feng shui type stuff. But a good example is what they were putting in their S1 was that, so they'd buy a building in Brooklyn and the value that they buy the building for was say $10 million. But then they would say, um, or they'd buy a floor on, on the, in this building, right? So we're going to buy the 11th floor and they would value after they remodeled the floor and everything else, and they put in all their furniture, they were valuing the floor at more than the entire building was worth. So it's, it's like you and I just said, Hey, I'm going to sell my house for 500,000, but the, the bathroom alone is worth 600,000. So that's what they were doing. That was the red flag that basically brought everything, everything down. So, um, I can't remember where, where I was going with this, but we work has now since come public. They have a new buried the uh, numbers in the, <laughs> so, so they they've changed it, but this gets to that whole thing that, I mean, it, it was pretty much a done deal that they were going to go public at somewhere around a $60 or $60 billion valuation. And after this S one came out, people just looked really hard and they're like, this company is maybe, maybe worth $8 billion at, at best. So I keep wondering with, with Freemian, if this is just going to be the thing, because as we were saying, there's there's no cars yet, and you're kind of just going on hopes and dreams, right? Throw some salt well, over your the shoulders. Thing, thing is that look, I get the IPO. Traditionally speaking, when the company it goes out for IPO, it can go up as high as fifty percent the first day, mm -hmm. and I understand. And usually, people like you and I don't have access to those shares to begin with, so I understand the the FOMO, the fear of missing out. Um, I've only really bought in three companies that because of the IPO, Chipotle, we've talked about it before in the past, I could see the model, I could eat the food, I could see what I'm getting. I knew the, the CEO, I knew the whole chain of it. Um, same thing with the, with the Facebook, we've talked about that ad nauseum back when I did buy it. Um, you know, you, would, you could see what the platform was, you could see how it could generate revenue. And then the same thing with Portillo's, which I recently bought. With Rivian, like what happens when they make a car? Does it triple in value? Because they actually made the car. And remember, let's not forget about Lord's Motor, okay? Lord's Motor, um, I say it right? Yeah, Lord's, sorry, Lord's Oh, yeah, this one town. did This did have a big accounting scandal too, or it turns out the cars weren't there and it's really crashed. I don't know, did it get delisted? Well, it's kind of the same thing. It went public and then they realized, look, we really can't even generate the, the cars we even said we were going to make. That's why nine times out of 10, I want to see a track history, Let's get some earnings out. And if you miss it on some gains, but you know you're buying into a well company, then that's the way to do it. So I got I to gotta put you on the spot. Buy, sell, mm -hmm. or hold. Rivian? Mm -hmm. um, we, what was it? We work? Yeah. AT&T. <laughs> <laughs> or, or the fourth off and just shoot myself. Um, <laughs> 
I love these ones. You don't even have to answer it. It, just, mean, it pains me, but it's just when I look at it, it's like one of those companies at least has a has a product that actually makes cash. So AT&T is that one. So I, I guess I got to say I'm buying AT&T. I would, I would hold WeWork since at least they make money now. And yeah, I'm selling uh, Rivian. So I'm going to end then the pod on a positive note. Um, and I, what I've talked about a little bit before on the pod, but not too much is let's just talk some home Depot, man. Home it's, Depot. Um, reaching all-time highs, right? It's every, every, it's hit all-time highs all year long. I bought it at $38. It's trading at $405 a share. I never dollar cost averaged it mm -hmm. and it's hands down my highest position. And, uh, by the way, are there a good call? You did a good call on Shopify that hit its mm -hmm. all-time high today. That's right. 1743 all-time high Shopify. We were talking about in the 1300s. And then I'm going to brag on myself here. I specifically said, I think maybe it was even the last, let's even go back the last pod or two when Apple was trading at 135. I said, yeah. this is a good time to buy some Apple. If you don't have it, if you want to add some more and now it's trading at $157 and, and Apple and Amazon too, are those companies where you're going to, it's a slow kind of 1%, 2% gain. You're not going to have these five, 10% gains anymore with these companies that are this large, but you know, with Apple, you might blink and it might be at 208. So you want to talk, you want to talk about um, the, the kids portfolio. Um, my next, youngest uh, next episode my son really wants to review our kids All right. portfolios uh the uh the winners though with the uh the kids portfolio uh putting us to shame the uh my youngest he was during um i think it was at the end of 2018 there was a, a government shutdown in uh in december right where oh yeah uh, yeah government uh doesn't get paid and the uh it was right around uh christmas time and i think the market just again sold off huge with it uh, youngest, uh, who does stock picks once a month, that's when he bought, uh, Apple. And I think now it's, it's basically in this, would that be in less than, in basically three years up four and a half times in value. I think he probably got 92% return. And that's my point with the home Depot and apples is, is the reason why people buy Rivion is they don't think that they can generate, in my opinion, I mean, I'm speaking for them. I don't know that when people buy Rivion, we work these, these IPO flash in a pan companies that they don't think they can get a 200% return from Apple, from home Depot. And you go back to September of 2019, one of the largest companies in the world, 192% return. And this, and this speak, and this is the same for, for, for Apple as well. And for finally from home Depot. Well, that is Apple. There, That's what I said. 192 oh, is there's, Apple. There's, I mean, Apple has had plenty of times where it has had huge drawdowns. It has not moved at all. And look at here we are all these years later, and it's still averaging something like a 20% return a year. So to tie it right back to where we started from with, with PayPal, yeah, I think PayPal is still a stud. It's going through hard times right now, but uh, good companies, if there's one thing that I think investing has taught us is that, uh, I mean, good companies will continue to do well. And Home Depot is another example. I'm sure it's had some hard times too. Look where it is now. So things like PayPal, Zoom, I think they come out on the other end is stronger, more profitable companies. It just takes time.
Well, and I'm kind of going back to my portfolio. I, I, I feel like I, I get, here's the thing with your portfolio. It's like a bar of soap. If you use it too much, you'll have nothing left. So you don't want to like make changes all the time. And then going back to my original point, you know, the, what's the Warren Buffett? You buy a stock that you're going to hold on forever or whatever. Yeah. Sometimes it's not that easy, you know, and, you know, having duds is part of it, but also having duds and then also thinking that you could use your money kind of somewhere else. And that's the thing. I mean, if I'm not going to sell Cisco and buy Rivian, but if I'm selling Cisco, I'm buying more Apple, I'm buying more Google, I'm buying more waste management. Um, I actually sold all my Walmart and converted it into Target. I don't want mm -hmm. a duality of Target and Walmart. I'm more on Target, but then I want a duality in Clorox and Procter and & Gamble. And it's your portfolio. You can do it, whatever you want with it. I um, I like to move from Walmart to Target too. Good well, that, that's a little bit of a dud too, but um, again, it's it's sneaky good. I mean, Target is it probably ran up a, a lot during the pandemic as well too. But I still like what they're doing with their um, online presence and their uh, curbside pickup and other things. I think it's still well. That's kind of why I've lately been digging my Clorox PG. Is that I'm essentially hit, hitting so many products that have nothing to do with technology or the metaverse or ev vehicles it's just some you know good old and i think it's good to have exposure to that as well too as much as, as much as much as i love you know shopify which, which has been crushing it and all my other stocks um there you go i mean yeah it's a good place to stop on. Oh, why don't you uh, tell us how everyone can get a hold uh if you like what you hear you can uh, leave us a review on uh, apple podcasts if you want to drop us a line, you can reach us at two buds talk stocks at gmail.com and hit us up on uh, Twitter at two buds talk stocks and uh, pictures on Instagram at two buds talk stocks. As always, thanks for listening. We appreciate it.